When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Unfortunately, Mariam cannot be here with us. She's not feeling well, so we wish her all the best and hope she has a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lon, can you save the date, uh, May 9th, on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be something different. That's that's too important of a date. <laughs> By the way, Lon, this is last time I take care of pigs, okay? <laughs> I have a question for you, though, Nadia. What is it? Is root beer beer? Oh, damn. <laughs> that was going to be my closing. Oh, no. <laughs> I was also going to say I don't like this podcast because of new English words, but I cannot say it in her accent. Uh, only she can do that. So. And, and is, is, is softener bleach? <laughs> <laughs> what is bleach? What is bleach? <laughs> Oh, man. There's a lot of cute moments on the last episode. Shall we get started with Jovi and Yara? All right. So, again, with this, I am, again, I'm team, I'm team Yara on this. With their scenes, I think, generally speaking, this episode, I don't think it's a lot to ask. So, I don't know. I'm Asian. We've always grown up taking off our shoes at the door. I think now, you know, that kind of thing is is starting to catch on. I think it's not even an Asian thing anymore. I think growing up, it used to be. But I think now you remove your shoes. You don't want to track in dirt, especially if you if you just bought a nice white rug. Is it too much to ask to remove your shoes when you're inside the house? (laughs) I don't think that was that big of an ask. I didn't even see that as like a point of contention with them. But then, okay, so I could kind of approach this. I could kind of see things from both sides. When he left her, apparently, in Albania, in a country, you know, where apparently she didn't have her passport, she needed to go to the hospital. I can kind of see both sides. Again, he has responsibilities at work, and he didn't know, according to him, that things were going to be as serious as they eventually turned out to be. But I could also see her, you know, wanting someone to be there, especially if it's his child, wanting someone to be there to help support her. And and he failed miserably, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she felt helpless. She didn't have her passport. Again, his argument was, I didn't know you were going to lose it. Like, that's my fault that you lost your passport. So I kind of see both sides of this argument but i tend to lean more towards yara on this occasion i i think it's much easier to make up the money that you're gonna lose and say look an emergency happened 
my fiance, because I think at the time they were planning to get married, my fiance is going to the hospital. That's all work needs to know, right? You don't even need to get into it. That's an emergency, a viable one, especially in a foreign country. So yeah, I, I think their relationship is super real. I continue to root for them and to like them because they do get on each other's nerves. They seem like the most realistic, I want to say, couple. And I think they do try their best to overcome their challenges. And with this particular episode, though, I'm going to have to side with Yara on their arguments. I'm with you there. With regards to the, I guess, the operation that she had to go through, I definitely 100% feel for her. She shouldn't have to be alone. He should have taken some form of emergency leave from work. Yeah. Was it an operation? That, it, that? I believe it was an operation. But mm -hmm. that said, the reason he left was because he was under the advisement of a doctor that they saw in Croatia that she was going to be okay. So he left her thinking that right. everything was going to be okay. So I think the issue here too is the fact that she's trying to make a big deal out of him working for four weeks and then, you know, obviously leaving her for four weeks and, you know, and he obviously asking her like, okay, can we start a family? And she pointed out, well, not with your very weird work schedule. Mm -hmm. um, but I also feel like she knows what she signed up for. I yeah. don't think this is news <laughs> to right. her. I like to think that it's not news to her. I just think that she's obviously very scarred by what had happened to her in Albania, you know, where she had the operation. Mm -hmm. uh, no one has to go through that. But I think she knows that Jovi has this very weird work schedule, which is why they were able to meet all over the world, right? They were able right. to go for their vacation because he works for four weeks, gets leave for four yeah. weeks, and then he goes back to work. A month at a time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no complaints when they were, you know, partying exactly. it up. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, just as a reminder, I think it's an open secret that they're already married. So what we're seeing is just them discussing their relationship. We're just living through the journey with them before they get to the altar. So I'm not too worried. I guess I'm glad that they eventually tied the knot and hopefully they've resolved this issue with him working four weeks and getting four weeks off. I mean, yeah, I'm one of yeah. those people that need to be reminded that because I, <laughs> I come into the episode with fresh eyes and I'm like, <gasps> right. <laughs> yeah, that's good that they're, uh, I guess they are working through it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I also agree with you, Lon, that it is common courtesy to take off your shoes, especially if you have white rug, you know, it's the least that he can do. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that stood out to me in their scene is the fact that he, she mentioned that she wants to get married to Cristiano Ronaldo and be friends with Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. So anyway, like you said in our previous two podcasts, that she's definitely high maintenance, right? Yeah. There's no denying this. So, I mean, I guess Jovi knows what he signed up for. She knows what she signed up for. I'm just glad that everything worked out in the end. She wants him to be like a millionaire, I think, too. She yeah. kind of said something like that. Like live a million in a penthouse. dollars and live in a penthouse. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dang, dude. He's trying his best. <laughs> I know. know. He's trying his best. I also, and I might have to follow up on this, you know, on the side, but she does not like Nowlands at all, you know? I know, She's dude. not feeling it. Yeah. She's not feeling it. I think in her mind, she wants to live in like a 
beach town, like a Malibu, you know, where she's rubbing shoulders with celebrities on a regular basis. So she wants to be in SoCal. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, you know, yeah. it's the fact that she says she wants to be friends with the Kardashian Jenners kind of gives me the impression that she's obviously into that lifestyle where she wants to be seen. You know, she right. wants to rub shoulders with other makeup artists, maybe, or she wants to rub shoulders with celebrities. So, yeah, New Orleans is definitely not up her alley, I would yeah. say. It's a great city, though. That's the thing. Is yeah. I think is if she cultured? only knew, right, if she only knew what she's missing out on, like, you know, obviously Mardi Gras, the music scene. Yeah. Um, it's just, it is very, very cultured, but... She seems to be more on like Beverly Hills and Hollywood. Right. Like you said, SoCal, predominantly LA, right? We're thinking right. LA, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, she seems to want to fit into like the whole Beverly Hills kind of Hollywood-ish SoCal scene. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think he's really insisting on staying there though. I think he has roots there. His family's mm -hmm. there. He's made it clear he doesn't want to leave. So I'm kind of interested in where they're, where they're actually living now and what that's going to look like. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention, too, is that, you know, even though they had that very stressful conversation over that so-called romantic dinner, I appreciate how he reacted to that. He kind of took the high road and decided not to make a big deal out of it, even though I know he probably should say more. I'm not sure. I don't remember if he apologized, but he kind of was thinking like let's not make a scene let's not drag this because i'm leaving for work i don't want mm -hmm. her to be upset i don't want to leave on a bad note and i really respect him for that i do too i also think especially when she started to cry once that starts to happen i know for me it's like all right i think it's time to lay off let's not push this any further especially on camera i can't imagine how i would feel actually having that recorded and she's yeah. crying. We're talking about a really sensitive moment here. I think he handled that really well, too. Yeah, agree. Before we move on to the next couple, I just want to spill some tea. Tea time. Is, yes, tea time. Which is, there's rumors out there that Jovi and Yara are expecting a baby girl. Or has already given birth to a baby girl. So congrats to them. Glad congrats that things worked them. out. That's true. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But yes, I think more to come. Hopefully that's not a rumor. Hopefully that's that's actually a fact. But we've yet to confirm that. So watch this space. Keep on listening to 90 Day Fiance WTF. Next up, Brendan and Julia. Are you triggered, Lon? Are you still triggered? <laughs> So, because I am triggered by the fact that she has to do from work. And um, it's not even, uh, we, we did, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to mention it again. It's not like she was given a choice in all this too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the expectation they set. You live here now. You're going to do farm work. The thing for me is he's like, I, I just wish she would give it a chance or she would give it a shot. I think he needs to respect that if she wants something for her life, and it, it goes both ways. When it comes to relationship, if there's something you want out of life and there's, there's things you don't want out of life, you already know what you want. I think it's selfish for somebody to impose other things. She knows what she wants. 
And this is not the life that she dreamed of. This is not the life that she wants for herself. And I think you have to respect that. And if you can't, or if, if you can, but that's not how it's going to be, then you just got to cut it off. You just got to end it. So he's in a predicament now. If I were him, I would have to respect her wishes. If he really wants to be with her, it's time to move out. I think it's time. Yeah, I was going to ask if we should be calling like the labor minister or like immigration because they're using her for work. It almost, <laughs> oh, almost yeah. feels like they're exploiting her. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it wouldn't have been so bad if he didn't make her feel so alone. Yeah. Um, as soon as they got in, him not hug her, him not kiss her. <laughs> you know, forget about like, <laughs> yeah. If you just if you just went in the room, forget about what your parents said about the rules. As long as you don't close the door, and as long as you guys aren't like having sex or anything, go in there, give her a big hug, give her a big kiss, and say thank you. It was right. appreciated. Like show her show her some love but instead he he went to his room like nothing had happened like she just hadn't gotten out of her comfort zone for the last few hours like running around in mud and and chasing pigs and stuff so you know i i see these missed opportunities where he definitely could probably win her over and i don't think he's doing that if she's going to like this farm life you're gonna have to make it appealing you're gonna have to sell it yeah um i don't think he's doing that I don't think she'd be interested anyway, but if he's really going to, you know, sell this thing, he's going to have to try harder. And yeah, so she had a point and I felt bad when she said that, you know? Yeah. Can I say what makes me angry about this whole situation is that it sounds like Brandon, his mom and his dad, they all have day jobs and the farm is just something that they have on the side. Because otherwise, why aren't they working on the farms themselves? It sounds like they are paying for someone to look after the farm for them. Mm -hmm. And Julia happens to be there and they want to maybe help the farm help (laughs) with an extra (laughs) hand. But if I were them, I would have, you know, like you said, I would have sold this to her in a better way. I would have told Julia like, hey, look, typically... The farm assistant is here before seven to feed the animals, right? When they wake up, you don't have to wake up at seven. You can start work at, I don't know, 11, 12, you know, make it easier for her to want to help. But instead, there's this expectation for her to be the farm help as well. And for, I I forgot her name, it might be Aspen or something, for the farm help to actually be disappointed that she she was slacking off that's unreasonable i mean this is the fiance of the future owner of the farm like what do you expect she's technically kind of like your boss very soon so Mm. i didn't like that and i hope that was staged by production hopefully that's just something that they dramatize the other thing that concerns me long is the fact that the grandfather admitted on national tv that he's highly suspicious of julia like the way he stereotypes russian women i found that very problematic i found it very boomer-ish though yeah i, like, I can okay, see boomer, people his generation, you know, generation yeah, 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 yeah right right yeah. the thing was though so i i kind of felt the same way 
And I was like, oh man, this guy's going to be trouble. But then at the dinner table, he was hella fun, I thought. Yeah. Like when, when they saw, you know, the hickeys on her neck and stuff. And he was like, oh, stop giving him a hard time. And they were like, well, you look at it. And he was like, well, I mean, are you kidding? I would do the same thing with a young woman too, you know, <laughs> when he said that. Yeah, he like, used to be a, he's a good sport. He's definitely yeah. a good sport. It's like this guy. So he, tur- he, he did like a 180, right? When, um, for my expectations, I really thought he was going to be some old, maybe stricter or judgmental, prejudgmental. And, uh, you know, when he finally got some airtime at the dinner table, he surprised me. I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, where's their imagination? You know, oh, were you in the room when we told you not to be? Well, you could go anywhere. Yeah. It's apparent, you know, that they went into his, his um, what was that? Is, is that a Z? 350Z? Yeah, but, Nissan. You know, you could sneak in. <laughs> five minutes easily yeah. 10 15 it doesn't but take much to like <laughs> it was implied that the love bites happen at dc because oh, remember it? what yeah because remember what brandon said oh yeah you probably didn't notice because she has been wearing a turtleneck mm, for the past so, few days. yeah right. so i took it as it could have happened before they even got back to the farm so i mean Come on, you're all about birth control and calling your doctor up and everything and trying to talk about the birds and the bees. And then on the other hand, you're shocked about love bites. Like, come on, your kid is a 27-year-old man. Which one is it? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'm somewhat disappointed by his parents. It just seems like they're more concerned about her doing the farm work than her happiness or making her feel comfortable being in the U.S., being in a rural area, this is starting to seem like a, a Debbie situation to me. Yeah. Like the mom which also the brings, Which also brings, brings us to our next point is props to Brandon, I think, for standing up for Julia when it came down to that date. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. get it. Okay, Mother's Day is Mother's Day. But this was a true test. And one, for me... Is Mother's Day more important than a wedding day? I think that's a stronger debate. I'm a guy, if it was Father's Day and someone chose to have their date on Father's Day, that would not offend me. I think it's different for women, so I don't want to speak on that. I wanted to toss that question to you and Miriam. But that was clearly, clearly a moment where he had to choose between his mom and his fiance. Yeah. And he said, you know what? I think it's actually a really good idea and I'm going to stick behind my fiance's date. I think it's a great date. I'm going to be with Julia on this one. And I was like, whoa, that was a huge stance to make, right? Um, One ball grown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, one, I wouldn't have been as offended as his parents were. Okay. It's one Mother's Day. I'm sure Mother's Day will fall on a different day. You know what I mean? Um, In the future. Can you give them this date to get married and then have every other Mother's Day? But I don't know. I guess maybe it's it's super, super, super important. Maybe, you know, for Americans or for other families out there, Mother's Day is like untouchable. <laughs> he put his foot down and he made, a, he made a choice right then and there to stick up for his fiance that time. I respect him for that, for sure. I cannot speak on behalf of mothers because I'm not a mother. 
Merrimis. So I wish we have her opinion for this episode. But I want to say, why can they look at it as a double celebration? Why can they celebrate their wedding yes. anniversary and future Mother's Day if it happens to fall on May 9th, right? Together. And plus, like, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche here, but every day is Mother's Day, right? It's just right. like how people would say every day should be Valentine's Day, right? If you love someone, every day is Valentine's right. Day. Every day should be Mother's Day then. Why does it have to be that one day? Uh, you also have to take into consideration that Mother's Day in other countries are celebrated on a different date. So mm. maybe to Julia, it's not a big deal. You know, to her, the day she met Brandon was a big deal. That date is bookmarked as May 9th and she wants that date to be their wedding anniversary, uh, to be their wedding day. I think I'm team Julia on this. Like I think parents should back down and just give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. You can always plan around it. I mean, we do right. that all the time. Mother's Day is such a busy, well, I mean, pre-COVID was such a busy day anyway to like eat out. So we'd say, hey, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day on Saturday this time because we yeah. get a reservation earlier and stuff. And Sunday would still be, because usually falls on Sunday, right? Like, yeah. It would still be a special day. We can still do other things, but the gifts and the eating out and dinners on us this time, like you can work around it, right? It doesn't have to be such a rigid date. And I'm wondering too, if that's what they were worried about was from here on out in the future, they're going to have to compete for that weekend. And that's selfish. Yeah. You know. I can see how that would create friction moving forward. And that's going to be one hell of an expensive weekend for Brendan. <laughs> Especially for a mama's boy. And that's why I think that particular decision was a very strong decision. Yeah. It was, a, it was a power move from him. They, excuse me, his mom and dad put him in a, in a clear position to choose. Right. You are either choosing your mom or you're choosing her. And he's like, ah, I'm siding with Julie on this one. So Yeah. I feel like it's almost his way of getting back at them for not letting him and Julia sleep together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might be petty. Yeah. Might be a petty move, but yeah. who knows, right? I think too, his back was against the wall in that everything was, it has to be my parents' way. It has to be, he, he didn't buckle once and he had to, this one had to be for Julia. It had to be because everything else he had to respect his parents, which is about everything else up to this point. I think he knew that he couldn't afford one more decision to go his parents way. Yeah. I think he, he knew like this. So it happened to be this one. So, yeah, I think it's fair. And I was thinking, like, let's move on to some of the smaller stories like Ziet and Rebecca. I'm not sure if there's anything much to say. Lon, what do you think about what his friend and his sister said about how Ziet is more committed to Rebecca than Rebecca is committed to him? But then again, I was thinking, clearly she hasn't seen all those merch with Ziet's face <laughs> that Rebecca has. Yeah. Like their scene, I mean, uh, to me, they're just fillers. Rebecca, especially, is starting to sound like a broken record with the whole like, oh no, I'm worried that Ziet knows that this is where me and my ex, you know. That was the one interesting thing I thought, at least, for this particular. The apartment building? Yeah. Well, 
So again, this was something that for me, I wanted to discuss with y'all. But, you know, to answer your first question, yeah, I don't think the sister, if that's what they're going to say is that maybe he's in it more than she is. They do not know her at all. They have not seen how crazy she is about him. I don't think they understand. I mean, desperation is a strong word to use, but she does come off desperate sometimes and for good reason. I think for her, this is it. I don't think she has that many more opportunities to get with a young hot because he's, he's he's a pretty attractive good looking dude, dude. Yeah. yeah and i i think for her her clock's running out and um she's only got a few more years i think before she no longer has it as what we refer to you know as as having it mm-hmm. to be able to pull younger guys and um she sees this as as her opportunity to find true love to find lasting permanent lifelong love with somebody she believes is the one so you know i think she's in it i think she's in it for the long haul she's totally into him she is afraid deathly afraid of losing him she worries about that constantly yeah so to answer your question i I just don't think they understand fully her commitment and then getting back to my other point was i thought that was an interesting thing to mention was the domicile the living arrangement Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't care that much but again is that just me am i crazy for thinking that maybe some people have qualms about that and i've seen it on other shows i think when it comes to the bed i can understand that i think we mentioned that in one of our previous wtf episodes was i think somebody was like "Uh, -uh, you're getting rid of that fucking bed if that's Mm -hmm. where you and your Mm -hmm. ex slept in we're burning that fucking (laughs) bed and we're going to buy a new one so i can kind of get that but like if that's her apartment so what that the ex used to be there i mean are you that insecure to be clear it's not the same apartment it's the same apartment building See, even even like more thing to not be like, yeah. is that really a big deal? Like, That's why I don't I think, think so. For Rebecca, it's more like they're just stretching this out. You know, she's making a mountain out of a molehill to me because every little thing is like, oh, I, I just want to make sure Ziet doesn't feel offended that we're going to be living in the same apartment building as the last one I lived with my ex. I'm like, no, as long as it's not the same bit. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so like, good. We're and, on the same and, page about that. Yeah, yeah, and you saw the meme that I sent you guys. It's like, come on, he'll be fucking yeah. the same vagina. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <just> <laughs> same vagina. <laughs> I mean, like, excuse Internet us for that, man. but yeah. <laughs> man, memes can be mean. But yeah, I, I again, like, I, I want to move on from them just because it seems like a filler scene to me. It's like Until he actually bird. gets to America, yeah, right. I don't think we're going to see the explosive, dramatic kind of scenes that we're used to seeing on 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. And then real quick, Lon, what do you think about Stephanie and Ryan? You know, Stephanie paying his wages through his supposed employment at a resort that's owned by her friend. And uh, saying that, oh, I want to look after his self-esteem. I mean, I don't know if we can blame her. I feel like this is part of, like you said, right? She's reclaiming her youth. If she wants to live this lifestyle with a younger man who's from an island, I mean, clearly she has to help out in some ways, I feel, right? I can imagine that if or when he comes over to the U.S., unless he gets a great job, he can't keep up with her lifestyle. And so right. she would have to support him 
in my mind, just like how I think about Mariah Carey supports her dancer boyfriend, right? Like, come on, her dancer boyfriend earns <laughs> like what? You know, and, and then there's Mariah Carey. And it, so if you as a dancer wants to keep up with Mariah Carey, you know, Mariah Carey has to like support you, you and her can align on that lifestyle. So I'm just thinking like, you know, I don't blame Stephanie for doing that because she chose to be with him. So I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, so at first I thought, man, he's hella finessing her. And then, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, finesse of a fucking lifetime, dude. Yeah. But then like she said that he doesn't know. Yeah. So to me, that's an honest living. To you know, in to him, his it's shoes, an honest living. Yeah. it's an honest living. To yeah. in his shoes, he's like he's got a hotel job, he's bringing in money, and he's helping his family out. I mean, I haven't you know gotten online to see what the rest of the world thinks, but to me, if he doesn't know, it would have been different if he clearly was finessing her for fifteen or thirteen hundred a month yeah. to take care of his family. You know, before she revealed that, I was like, "Fuck!" and I and I hella felt bad, but. He does not know about this. If she's telling the truth, he doesn't know about it. So, dude, he's clocking in. He's working. It's an honest living. And $1,300 a month, really? And, 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 I, and I don't know. I'm speaking from privilege here, obviously. I still have a job, so I, I feel bad that I'm going to say this. But $1,300 a month, he's not super balling, mm. right? And I'm not trying to shit on anybody. Again, I'm speaking from privilege. $1,300 a month in America, especially here in California, is not a lot. Yeah, that's all I mean by that. Right. So that's a pretty humble wage. And he's going he's punching a clock. Like he's working for that money. And the way I see it, if she wants to be his employer, so be it. She owes how many businesses? She has the money. I'm not going to judge her for that. And I think too, it's coming from a good place. So I mean, I'm actually okay with that. I think she could be honest, though. I, that's maybe the only part I would have a problem with because she's going to have to tell him eventually, or maybe she keeps it a secret. I don't know. I'm all about honesty. That's where I'm at with that. You know, if, uh, whether she tells him or not, none of my fucking business, that would be the only problem I have with it is that she's not like being a hundred percent honest with him. Um, but who fucking cares? It's her money. If she wants to blow 1300 a month, cause she can fucking afford it. And we seen her, she can. I don't think it's a drop in the bucket by any means, but I think she can totally afford it and still live comfortably. Yeah. So fucking what? <laughs> I mean, but Lon, I think I agree with her in the sense that if he finds out, he'll be devastated because it kind of challenges his manhood. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, let's say tomorrow you find out that your girlfriend has been financing your wage. How would that make you feel do you feel less of a man or do you feel like well i mean you gotta do what you can do if you want to be in a relationship I, I mean i kind of get her i know her cousins were shocked but i'm like it would be a, a blow to his ego if he finds out that especially you know like among his friends and stuff right imagine like his peers finding out like yo your girlfriend's been funding your wage and supporting your family on the side too and I think we're about to find out later that she's been gifting him all these watches and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a chump. <laughs> right. yeah. so, Here's the thing, though. So before we get into that, I first want to say, I think that was his goal anyway. So to him, I don't think it matters. I think to him, it was his goal to finesse her anyway for money. 
So I don't think it matters. I think if the truth ever was revealed, it's no different than him marrying her, hustling her for money, finessing her for, for, for money and sending it back. I don't think his intentions here are, are for love. I think he knows he's dating someone who's well off, someone you know with money. And I think his, his main goal was to get that. She's a cash grab. And I, so I don't think he's going to care one bit. But to get back to what you were, what you were asking me, personally, if I'm going to date Mariah Carey and I'm a dancer, I already fuck. It's like you said, I fucking know, dude. I yeah. know where my paycheck's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Mimi pays for it. Right. And, and, and take, take it a step even further is I, at an early age, was already about equality or even inequality at some point, I think a woman being a breadwinner, or let's still say challenging, right, these um, gender roles. Mm. I've already for a while now been thinking outside of this gender role that the man has to be the breadwinner, the man has to be the provider, which, you know, still as much as many women like to challenge gender roles, I still think that one is one a lot of women still hold on to. Like, no, 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 we can't change that one. I still has to be the breadwinner. I'm like, hey, okay. So, but for me though, I've never had a problem with that. I actually think, you know what, more power to you. You wanted to be successful. You had goals, you've reached them. And I think that's fucking cool. And if Mm. you're more successful than I am in that respect, I give it to you, applause, right? So I've never had a problem with that actually. Would it hurt my ego to know in the long run? I think it would hurt more that she was dishonest. If Mariah came up to me and said, yeah, you know that job you had? It was actually me. I feel like, one, I already know where I stand. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I get it. But then it, for me, it was the fact that she was dishonest about it. Like, right. Oh, yeah. well, well, damn. Like, you couldn't tell me. I mean, yeah. we're engaged or whatever. You already know I don't have a problem with you being the breadwinner. So, like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. My friends could call me a chump or whatever, but I'm marrying Mariah Carey. Go fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, I never, I I don't have, I don't have a problem. Yeah. I don't have a problem with, with women being the breadwinner or making more money. I think for me, it's the honesty part. Yeah. As you talk through this, Lon, I feel like he would be offended if he actually loves her. So I think that's something Mm. that we'll find out once he learns that his wages comes from her. I wonder if he cares. If he doesn't care, then we know that he's in it for the sugar mommy experience, right? Right. But if he does, then I guess he probably has feelings for her. But anyway, just to keep things going. Yo, I didn't know Tariq was in a cult. Did you? I... So I didn't see it as a cult. I know he describes it as a cultural center line, but when I Google that, A-R-E, uh, yeah. it's fucking Scientology. Is it Scientology? Well, it's not. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me dial back. It's not really Scientology, but I would say if, I, if someone were to explain it to me, the short answer would be it's the East Coast answer to Scientology because Scientology is based in the West Coast, I believe. So it's, it's founded by a psychic called Edgar Case and I might I Edgar might Edgar Casey. Yeah, Edgar Casey. Yeah. yeah, the so-called sleeping prophet. Dude, tell me was that's he, not Was he called the sleeping prophet? Google it. He is the sleeping prophet. 
Okay. So it's I, like I know Edgar Casey. I, I got to brush up on the history of him or, or what he's about, but I, yeah. I do know the name. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. But what's sad is that when he introduced himself to the tour guide, he said, "Have you met before?" And he said, "Yeah, I've been a member for seventeen years." And I'm like, "Do you?" You didn't see this guy in your session? Like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, that's my biggest takeaway is that Tariq is part of this ARE and he, he's trying to persuade uh, Hazel to get married here. How do you feel about that, Lon? Aside from the fact that, you know, he kind of shits on our Asian breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that, actually. That was, that was... I didn't like that at all. Like, what's wrong with that? I think he was, trying to, he was trying to show off and like, you're not flexing, bro, by like trying to show that Americans eat a lot. Anyway, that's another thing. But yeah, one, that's interesting, Nadia. Because I, I know here in California, because there are a wide range of ethnicities and, and cultural backgrounds, they have these centers that are kind of like... I don't want to say agnostic, but the closest I could think of is agnostic where it's like, okay, there's a Supreme being and it doesn't matter what religion you are. If you are down with the idea of a Supreme being, be it God, Allah, I don't know, whatever, Vishnu, whatever, right. Then you are welcome to have a service here. So I thought that's kind of what it was. Like we are, we are open religious, cultural, center i thought that's what their blanket way of saying all are welcome i didn't know that it was an actual specific kind of practicing if if all are welcome then you wouldn't be giving the whole tour about edgar casey right you know because calling it are or something like that yeah Yeah. association of research and some it's very generic it just sounds like scientology it screams scientology to me because that's how scientology is it's about cleansing i mean and we watch that documentary is essentially like a cult right Um, modern day cult right it's not the kool-aid kind but (laughs) it's like they do make people work for free and it's based on someone's ideology so when i found out that it's founded by this so-called psychic slash sleeping prophet. I was like, the cult, Oh, bro. shit. You know what, though? And this is off topic. What? It's kind of on topic, but off topic for 90 Day Fiance. Sure. Yeah. Did you hear about, and I've, I've heard about this for a while now because I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff. So just to, you know, just to take a, a tangent or left turn here. Have you heard of Nexium? No. What's Did that? you ever watch that show Smallville? With the yes. About Superman. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, Chloe, the the actress that played yeah, Chloe. Yeah, she was she's in a in, fucking. She's in a cult. Yeah. 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 Cult, okay. Yeah, cool. So yeah, we might have to cover this another time, or maybe on extra, Patreon but or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that's super fucking interesting. And I've been on this for a couple of years now because you know when the story broke, I was like, ah, oh, and it was on my radar. And then when you introduced me to these podcasts, I was like, oh, and then an episode would come up and I'd be like, Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And then from there it just started, I started subscribing to cults and then, you know, all this other stuff and what's it beyond the bastard. And they talked about the guy anyway. So that was my left turn. I wanted to speak it into existence while we're talking about cults. So we can cover it later. Super interesting though. Nexium. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. they kind of mirrored that Scientology approach where you have to tell your secrets and shit. There's a good yeah. show on HBO about that. Anyway. So, Yes, I'll have to do more research on ARE now. So I understand where Hazel's coming from. My mom is like that. My mom's like, but it's not church. Every time I bring up 
like, oh, well, I think it would be cool to get married on a beach. Or I think it would be cool to like do this. Oh, it's not no, church. It's not, you have to be married in a church. Why? Why do I have to be married in a church? So, so that God can recognize it. God is everywhere. No. You know, I'm like, he's not, isn't he? Doesn't that blow your mind? Where people, omnipresent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where people believe in God and say like, God is everywhere. God can see you. Specifically in church though. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to get married in church. Anyway. Did you see how big the crystal is? <laughs> I know, dude. I know he was trying funny. to sell it hard to yeah, her, right? Like how big this crystal yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Like, He's like Atlantic Ocean over there, crystal over here. Yeah, all this view. Like, why not here? And she's like, "But we still need to get married in a church." Yeah, <laughs> can win on that one. But we'll see what happens. The thing that stood out for me about Tariq and Hazel mm-hmm. was whether or not she's ready to raise a special needs child. I think there was some concern on her face. She looked very reluctant, yep, I want to say. Yep, yep. And even when, when it flashed to the interview portion where she's like, I'm okay with raising my own kid. That was for me a red flag. Like, hmm, I wonder what he's going to think if he, when he sees this clip of her talking about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's something for me to look out for, like whether she's ready to help raise his daughter. What is it? Autism? Autism. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what happens next. And I think there was a hint of her finding out about Minty on the phone maybe or like Tariq doing something on the phone. She saw something that she didn't she like. She saw something, right? Yeah. All right, Lon. Let's close out strong with Big Mike and Natalie. <laughs> I forget also that they're also again married, right? They are every, married. Yep. Every yep. episode, I'm like, how is this going to work? I know, dude. And then but, it just pops into my head. They're married. And I'm like, how? <laughs> but Lon, can't you see the chemistry that they had when they were at Sokwami Waterfall? That they were like playing with each other. I want to think that that's those scenes where they forget that there's cameras on them. And then they start to like act like an actual couple. You know, whenever mm-hmm. he says, okay, give me five he's very playful around her like i like to think that that's the actual them and that she's playing a character and he's playing along with that as well so i don't know i like to think that they're an actual genuine couple that can actually work out but then you never know i mean natalie might be a really difficult person that keeps guilt tripping people about eating meat when she herself eats seafood (laughs) And, and and plants are life too, though. Plants yeah. have a life. Plants, they come from seeds and they are born and have a lifespan. They breathe. They need sunlight. You can't, you can't say, oh, like a living thing had to die. Yeah, plants too are a living thing. Like, yep. uh, Once you whole, pluck them out, they, they're dead. <laughs> it turns into, right, this whole thing, this whole argument, like why? Because it doesn't have eyes. Or muscles, you're not yeah. going to consider it. It's a life. So uh, that, that's another topic altogether. You know, to, to address what you said, I think anybody can have fun. I think that that's the easy part, right? Anybody can have fun. Anybody can go to Snoqualmie Falls, take selfies, have a great time, right? The issues, the underlying issues, though, are, are what concern me. Mm-hmm. And is she going to judge him for every single sip of alcohol from here on out? She always gives him the side eye. She always asks him about it. 
And then maybe the scene with the root beer was fabricated, but that was again, like, can you live a little? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. You know, this guy is a fun loving guy. I did blame him though. I think she was pretty clear about the challenge. So yeah, I get it. All right. There's a me challenge. Here's the thing. I don't agree with her imposing her own lifestyle. So just as easily as she says, can you do without meat? Just as easily he can say, well, why don't you give meat a shot? Mm. Like, so these whole little things that she has, I'm like, "Eh -eh, no, because just as easily he could throw that back at you. And that would be the compromise rather than him choosing to not have meat. You could compromise and say, okay, for you, I'll eat meat. I'm not going to pick a side there, but I, I will say that was his fault to agreeing to the challenge and then not holding up his end of the bargain. She did say starting tomorrow, I think for a week. Yep. Yep. And then he said, no, a week starting next week. And I'm like, bruh, come on. Bruh, she bruh. meant tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on, Mike, you know what she meant. And he's like, mm, well, acting like he didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, come on, Mike. <laughs> This episode, I really did feel bad for her. They start off the episode with her alone doing chores. I can empathize with that. You know, I um, I feel bad for her. You know, she she comes to America, and this is not just like Julia. This is not the life she dreamed of. Not the life she expected. Her boyfriend's going to be gone. Same with Yara, right? They're all coming to America, and their dreams are being shattered piece by piece. Mm. (laughs) This is not what you imagined it would be, right? (laughs) And yeah, so she's over here, like, she doesn't even know how to clean a litter box. Like she dumped the entire one, that litter box was filthy AF. Yeah. You know, so I don't I think that's why she dumped the entire thing. Yeah, I don't blame her for dumping the entire thing in that trash bag, but dude, litter's heavy. (laughs) As we all as cat note owners all know, a litter box I yeah, yeah. I, when I saw that, I was like, "Yep, that I would have done the same thing. I would have that just dumped the entire filthy. litter." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't trying to scoop any of that out. Yeah, but so it starts off with that scene, and I was like, "Yeah, that's." It was really sad, and I I I felt bad. But then you know, once once I saw her judging him for ordering a beer and for having a wine, I'm like, "Here we go." So they have a lot to work out. I'm interested to know more about how their marriage is working out. Yeah, me too. I definitely see the cultural differences between Natalie and Big Mike. You know, she thought he brought her to a bar when it's a brewery. And I was shouting at my TV screen. (laughs) Yeah, brewery (laughs) serves food too, you know. So I think she doesn't know that. And I can see that she hasn't quite get into the American culture. Because I remember when I first came to the U.S., you know, before I got employment, I was just indulging in American TV. Like daytime TV kept me occupied. I even have a routine (laughs) where I watch Wendy Williams and then The View or The Real or whatever, right? And it's all like, you know, Dr. Oz. There's a schedule that you start to... There's a schedule, yeah. Yeah, you start to know what comes on on what day and what time, right? So my advice to someone like Natalie, or even to Natalie herself, is to kind of embrace the culture, right? the beer culture, the American TV culture, the random fireworks in the middle of the day culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and not worried about the fish being scared by fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think if you if you go on Reddit right now, Lon, I think a lot of people are just, 
I wouldn't say unhappy, but they're just pointing out at the fact that Natalie should have known that she's not a vegetarian when you eat fish. She's a pescatarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, Natalie, you kill animals too. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you take a fish out of the water, you, you separate them from their school or family. So right. there's nothing innocent about that. And that so. scene with the laundry... Has she not done laundry before? I know. I think, I think if everything was in German, everything was in Russian, even in Japanese or any other foreign language, I think I could figure it out. Yeah. You know, she seemed completely clueless <laughs> doing laundry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wonder what happened to those clothes that she put in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. R.I.P. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to say, Sukwami, is it Snoqualmie? Mm-hmm. Waterfalls. Yeah, it is so beautiful. I definitely want beautiful to go there. Place. You've been there, right? No, I've not. not I've been to oh. Multnomah. Oh, I've been, been to both. Yeah, I've yeah, not yeah, been yeah. to that nice. waterfall. So I definitely, definitely want to check that out. So thank you, 90 Day Fiance, for advertising <laughs> such a beautiful place. So maybe after this whole pandemic dies down, definitely going to try to make a trip out there. Lon, anything else you want to wrap up with before we get to our WTF moment? Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I think think we cover that that one pretty good. All right. So what is your WTF moment? Uh, for me, it's thirteen hundred a month, man. Thirteen hundred a month going back to Belize. Belize? Yeah. That stretches though. That's a lot of money. But I mean, you know, I have family members who send money back to the Philippines all the time. So um but for me, you know, to send it to some I guess he's not a random guy. But to take care of him and his family, you know, the whole paycheck thing, I, I don't want to get into. But the fact that you're sending 1300 a month to, to some guy because he's your boyfriend. Oof. <laughs> That's a lot of money, dude. Well, like you <laughs> so, said, yeah, she, WTF. <laughs> he's, uh, like you said before, Lon, she's Maserati bitch. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My WTF moment is finding out that Tariq is potentially part of a cult. Right. <laughs> in Virginia Beach. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, like, I, I'm hoping we can discuss more about all these cults, modern day cults. have to look that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. Please consider joining our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf or our Patreon at WTF Extra. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Happy New Year, everybody. And remember, it's not beer just because there's a wet beer in it. I am sad and so dark.